2: Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, the spirit of a deceased loved one returns to haunt the people who now inhabit the home he spent most of his life in.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now at 855-853-4802
3: or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to. Possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online.
2: That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your real ghost stories with us, we would absolutely love to hear them. You can also write it on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you really like the show and you're feeling generous and you're like, you know what? I want a whole bunch of extra stuff with this show. I want more content. I want episodes before everybody else. I want exclusive episodes. I want a, a way to get stories directly to these guys before everybody else. Maybe they can uh, read it on the air. I want their ebook. I want their audio book. Well, good news. If that's on your list of shit you want, then all you have to do is become an extra podcast person. An EPP, as we call them. You sign up at ghostpodcast.com. You get everything I just talked about right there. And your $5 collectively as a whole with all of our uh, our great listeners over the years supporting us allows us to do this program. So if you can, please support us. Keep us on the air. We greatly appreciate it today. It's Tony and Carol Hughes joining you. And how are things in your world, Carol?
3: Fine, Tony. You made me laugh when you said, if that's on the list of shit you want... <laughs> That's how you sell yourself, right there. It's just
2: keeping it real, yo. (laughs) But, you
3: know, here's the thing, because I listen to podcasts myself. Yeah. And it's like, I always get really frustrated when I'm listening and I want to go to the next episode, and there isn't one. Yeah. And that's what's a fun thing, is there are so many episodes.
2: Seven days a week on our feed of Real Ghost Stories Online, there is something there uh, four out of those days is full episodes of real ghost stories online. One of the days is, uh, a preview of an EPP episode, a full 15 minute preview. So, I mean, that's like the length of some podcasts. Uh, there's a preview of the grave talks, which is another like 15 minute preview. And, uh, then there's a the best of, uh, so there's actually five days of full episode content. And there's some, you know, kind of teases, kind of some extras there. So we always got stuff and I think, you know, it, it all kind of started, I mean, years ago, we did seven days a week of the show... And then an eighth day that was an EPP, and we decided uh, after about a year of doing that, um, we're going to burn ourselves out completely if we continue at this pace. So That's we, so we had to cut back to a more realistic level. I mean, nobody was doing eight episodes a week. Um, Help, most people don't do you know two episodes a week. Um, but so we cut it back to something more manageable. But that was like six, seven years ago. Uh, but no, I mean it's. Uh, I, it with covid i I've, i said let's get some more content out there i don't know if it's best of i don't know if it's you know some epp stuff we were doing for a little while just running some old episodes um but you the audience has responded really positively loving it and so we've created that weekend episode in COVID that's going to be here forever with Harper co-hosting. That's a whole new episode with harp on it uh, once a week. Um, And then I'm throwing in the um, from our archive. I've always wondered, you know, we got so many stories. It'd be fun to pull back some of them that aren't on iTunes anymore. And just kind of, you know, either you can re-listen to it if you're a super loyal listener or it's brand new. You've never heard it before. So it's fun. I mean, it's also interesting to listen to a show from seven years ago and just kind of hear how much, how much things sound different.
3: Yeah. And sometimes it can be a little embarrassing too.
2: It can be. (laughs) You know, it's funny because uh, when I, 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 we've obviously both worked in, uh, in, in music radio for most of our lives. And once you're in music radio and you've been doing it for a while, you kind of develop your sound and you're good. And there's not a lot of change at a certain point. You kind of hit that like plateau area for yourself. And that's how you're going to sound. But uh, doing uh, talk like this, it's almost like starting at radio again from the beginning. I feel because it's a different kind of rhythm than music radio, and I, I can hear I sound a lot more natural these days than I did in the first couple years of doing the show. Just because, because yeah,
3: back then you were trying to be professional. Now you don't give any shit.
2: Exactly. It's it's just you, you put on your don't give a shit, and suddenly everything <laughs> sounds better. But no, but no, seriously, I mean it's just more of a you know I'm I'm more comfortable in my own oh, skin totally get... and and if you're not on a daily talk show it's difficult to feel comfortable talking for you know hours on end when we've been told forever 60 seconds or less or 30 seconds or less and shut up it's like ah. so anyway uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number at real ghost stories online to share your real ghost stories with us coming up in just a little bit i got a uh, interesting story that i uh, i read earlier uh, where there was a very bizarre, unexplained, strange kind of goo-like substance that started dripping down the walls of a couple's home recently, they didn't know what the hell it was. I mean, it was like sounded like something straight out of Amityville. It was, but there was a very practical explanation. It's one okay, of those. Okay,
3: but is it going to be super gross?
2: No, no. I,
3: something that will stick in my head. Today. No,
2: there was no body rotting above. Um, okay. which is actually where well, my it
3: doesn't involve yeah. insects, right?
2: I'm not going to say anything. It may, it may not. May, they may play a part in this this story. Mm-hmm. But it's not a gross story. My my mind went to they bought the house and like there was a body in the floorboard decomposing and then it you know slowly was trickling through, but that was not the case. Um, in this and one, my
3: thought was, oh my god, this is going to be some gross insect story.
2: No, nope, nope. so okay. Uh, okay. that's coming up uh, in just a little bit. I'm not going to read it verbatim because I don't have it in front of me verbatim, but I can I can give you the highlights. Um, <laughs> let's go to our uh, first uh, story of the day. Uh, as soon as I can scroll myself over to it. Uh, all right. It says, this is really a, not a story. It happened. I'm now 70 years old. And this happened in 1988. I was living in San Antonio, Texas at the time. At a trailer park down the street from Fort Sam Houston. Uh, one day, a lady who was widowed asked me to check out a water leak in her, in her in her trailer. Upon entering her trailer, we turned to the right and down a hallway. I was following her. And as we passed a bedroom to the left, which the door was opened, I looked in and saw an old man lying on the bed. He had a right leg stump upon a pillow, which had been amputated at some point. He rolled my way, partially, on his right arm, smiled at me, and waved with his left hand. He was very pale, bold, and had dark circles around his eyes. I smiled and waved back and continued to the bathroom, where I took care of the water leak. When I left, the woman had closed the door to the bedroom, so I never saw the old man when I left the trailer. The next day, my neighbor George brought over his lawnmower to see if I could get it started. It was brand new, and he did not realize he had to squeeze the handle to start it. We laughed, and I mentioned the old man in the widow's trailer. I'd never seen him out and wondered if he knew of him. George asked me what he looked like, so I explained what had happened and what he looked like. And George kind of frowned and told me the lady lived alone, but I had described her late husband that had died two years earlier. I never pursued it any further as it kind of creeped me out. About two weeks had gone by, another lady had another leak, so I went with her again. This time I was going to talk to the old man if I could. When we got to the bedroom, I looked in again, but this time the room was full of stuff. She was using it as her junk room. The last time I had seen it, it was immaculate and had a sheen to it, like bright sunlight coming in. Never said anything to the widow lady, just repaired the leak and left. Never entered her trailer after that, but the memory of the old man is clear in my mind today. I cannot explain it any further, but I always wished I would spoken to that old man when I first encountered him. I hope you like this true story. It is all there is. Thoughts?
3: I find that fascinating. Yeah. Because it's not like you're living in the house, you're feeling kind of some weird ominous presence or something you just walked in to do a job mm-hmm. and you see a guy you're like hey how's you know hey guy and then you do what you have to do and being a good guy and then you find out there's nobody that lives there you know that guy is actually dead yeah that's crazy because it's not like he, he would have walked in with any ideas about it no like, Ooh, there's ghosts in this trailer and besides who thinks of ghosts in a trailer yeah, I mean... What, what, I'm sure there are haunted trailers, but we never discuss that.
2: <laughs> We've got our handful of trailer stories over the years. We really have. But
3: Can we do that for Halloween this year?
2: <laughs> Just haunted trailers?
3: Haunted trailers, I don't know. <laughs> but... Don't know e, that makes it doubly scary because e, 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 i lived in a trailer. You
2: know, I, uh, I, I... I, they, There is an element of, of spookiness sometimes to them, depending on the setting and depending how well it's kept up. I had a... Um, my 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 mother's uh, dad grew, uh, lived in one uh, when i was a kid and uh, he was really never much of a grandpa to me so that's why i don't really describe him as grandpa but um he we would visit every now and then and um it was kind of i mean he did not keep it up he was uh, suffering with alcoholism and god knows what else that was undiagnosed um but uh, just kind of let everything go and it was uh, kind of scary in there. My other experience uh, in a trailer uh, was uh, my my grandparents, my dad's parents, who had uh, died before I was ever born in a car accident. They had a little trailer down by the lake uh, near where I grew up. And they just kind of used it as like a little getaway, little summer cottage type thing. It wasn't their, their primary residence. Um, and... Uh, it remained in the family for years and years, and my uncle ended up living in it for a little while when he was a uh, uh, late teen, early 20-something, uh, and then after that, it just sat, and then the family, just every once in a while, one of the brothers or sisters had to go check on it, and I remember going down there with my dad. I was probably about uh, seven or eight years old. I was like, let's go check the trailer. Okay, so we go in there, open the door, and I shit you not, and shit is the operative word uh every single open space uh, i mean difficult to walk uh through this place raccoon shit everywhere oh i mean on every oh. chair on every open space and every counter all over the floor it, it, we, clearly like no one had checked on this trailer in several months at least because, I mean, it used to be just kind of, it looked like a 1970s, you know, shag carpet trailer. And it, it wasn't really that spooky or anything, but it was just, you know, not, it was a place you could use as a cabin, I guess. But it was, there wasn't that problem in it. And, uh, and my only memory prior to that was like watching whatever would come in on the black and white television uh, in that living room while my dad did his kind of checks around the area. And it was okay back then, um, and then that visit was like, "What happened here?" And uh, we never ended up going back to that trailer again. And I, shortly thereafter, I think the the family had it removed from the the woods because it was just getting infested with stuff, and you didn't know what you were going to walk into. But but I, I get, it. I mean, there can be kind of a spooky atmosphere sometimes in I mean in any setting really. But those are some of the uh, spooky trailer memories that I have.
3: But I just went and walk into a trailer thinking this place could be haunted. You know how, sure. like, you'll see a house yeah. from the outside and you think this could be
2: haunted. Yeah,
3: But you don't really think about it if it's a trailer. You know, a lot of times you don't.
2: And I don't know why that is. I mean, it, you can go into some and go, it's kind of messy. I mean, as you could with a house. Maybe it's just because houses are more of a, uh, I mean, it's a structural thing that will truly stand the test of time longer than a trailer will. Um, So that's what you you would naturally have more structural homes that are 100 years old versus I mean, I don't think you're going to find a 100 year old trailer. Uh, You know, and if you do, if it's still in any sort of condition to go into, it's just it's more of an urban relic than it is a, a spooky type situation. But I don't know. It, it's interesting. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our next one. It says, so I was uh, either in middle school or high school. I can't remember. But I was at my best friend's house. We were watching a movie. don't remember what movie, but it was uh, when we finished, it was late. We fixed it. Uh, it was uh, time for bed. So we turned off the movie, got off the couch, went into the kitchen for water, sat on the couch, TV was off. But for some reason... I look at the TV longer than I should, and then the TV that, mind you, was off, I saw a little girl staring at me vividly. that She had long blonde hair, was wearing a Victorian dress for a little girl, beautiful dress, she was smiling at me. I looked at the seat next to me, and there was nothing. Looked back at the TV, she was there. I was just sitting there looking at her. And shortly after, my friend comes next to me and tries to get my attention She's calling my name and trying to talk to me, but I don't hear her, nor do I see her, but I feel her presence, so I know she's there. My eyes are just transfixed on the little girl on TV. Finally, the little girl vanishes, and I have my free movement of my body. I look over at my friend, and she asked what happened, and I tell her, and she says, stay here. She leaves to go get her mom. Her mom comes running into the living room and kneels in front of me and looked into my eyes and starts talking to me, asking me what happened. I told her, and she said something to me I cannot remember. But the whole situation is still vivid in my mind, and I know that there are strange things that have happened to my best friend and her family. I've been there for 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 them uh, for most of them. I'm used to this, but that was the first time I've experienced something that paranormal. I'm still awfully close with my best friend and her family to this day. We've shared so many experiences and have learned life lessons together, and sometimes we will have paranormal experiences now been a while but i've told her that my parents house is haunted i've recently moved out of that house but i still go there to see my family and it's still haunted my mom calls them her people i've been listening to you guys for a while now on spotify i love you guys thank you for doing what you do and keep it up sarah from washington yeah i I, what i really want to know is what the mom said I, i think it'd be worth going back and asking the mom since she's still friends with the family do you remember that time? What what did you say to me after yeah. that happened?
3: Because I would think that mom would remember that. Yeah. Maybe not. I, I mean, but I would want to know.
2: I, it probably just depends on maybe the frequency at which the mom was experiencing stuff of her own there uh, in the house as to how much that incident stood out to her versus other things, but yeah, I'd be curious if it was like, it's okay, you know, we see him a lot too, you're not alone, or if it was like, it's okay, it was just your imagination, no big deal, you know, I, I'm I'm curious as to what that would be.
3: Because we have talked a lot about that, how parents tend to downplay it or ignore it, and I think not to scare the kids, and that makes sense to me. Yeah. Because if I had kids, I wouldn't be like, whoa, do you see that shit?
2: Yeah, I mean, That's I would, but... Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's with the best of intentions when a parent is trying to downplay something. Um, you know, I do it. Uh, you know, Jen does it. Not that, not ghostly. We've never really had a a situation, I guess, knock on wood, where we felt like or we've had to do that at all or, or there was anything that was of that nature. But, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, when a, a kid, especially when they're a little bit younger, Harp's kind of out of the stage now, but when she was you know, four or five years old, there's that window of time where after they, you know, they take a fall or something or trip or whatever it may be where they're almost like it's beyond the baby stage of instant crying. It's at the moment of I'm kind of confused. Is this the time where I cry? You know, am I hurt enough to cry? Is this really, and that's, you got like five seconds or less to jump in there as a parent and be like, Hey, hey, did you see that pony the other day? And try and distract. <laughs>
3: just immediate distract. Immediately
2: distract. But then you go back once they've kind of removed themselves from that moment of I might just burst into screaming tears right now. You can go back and you should go back and address, you know, hey, you, you okay? That was a bit of a tumble. And they'll nine times out of ten, if you can do that, they'll be like, yeah, I'm okay. That kind of hurt, but, you know. Maybe get a band-aid or something versus, oh my god, are you okay? What is go? Oh, oh, we should we get this? You know, you do that, you're going to freak the kid out, and of course they're going to cry. You're also gonna enable them and, and you're going to condition them to think that every time anything slightly injurious happens, it it calls for this sort of a, you know, call out for help. And most little things don't need that. And, and I did that a lot with, the uh, with harp of just the distract and then, you know, address, make sure she's okay, obviously. But when you know, there's no brutal injury here, it's just, you know, a little scraped knee or something even lighter than that. Um, it, it, it works. A- and very quickly I didn't have to be doing or, or keeping a hawk's eye every five seconds to have to swoop in. She just naturally ended up being like, it's okay. No big deal. Just a little, a little bump, you know, uh, when she's out on her bike or whatever, as opposed to the constant child that shows up screaming bloody murder and as if it's you know a, a terrorist attack. Um, it's uh, it's night and day when you can do that that with, but you know it comes down to personality too.
3: And I am a little bit concerned about that woman's mother who calls the ghosts her people.
2: Yeah, that's a lot.
3: <laughs> I'm like. Is it that she's so cool with them, or is she too cool with them? <laughs> There's a fine line. It's like, you know what I'm saying?
2: These are my people. I'm thinking of like some, uh, wasn't that like a Luke Bryan song or something, or Rodney Atkins? Or... There's a Rodney Atkins yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking of a... Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> a little too comfy with the people there, yeah. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Uh, before we go to our next caller, I, I had said earlier there was a family that it, it looked like the pictures looked like it's something straight out of Amityville. Not only because they have wallpaper... <laughs> <laughs> but oh, and it's not even like wallpaper has made a comeback. I know, but this is clearly not comeback wallpaper. This is the design on it. I think was like something my mom had in one of our bathrooms in eighty seven. Yeah,
3: wallpaper it, got really yeah, bad. It looks
2: 80s. like that that kind of like stenciled flower. Uh, space by space wallpaper where like every four inches, there's a, just a flower that looks like it was hand stenciled on the wallpaper. Um, it's like that. And then you see this goo that looks, it looks like it's just kind of coming from the corner of the ceiling on down. I mean, it's something straight out of freaking Amityville. And the, the couple was, uh, they bought the house, it's a hundred year old house seemed to be okay. This is why you do home inspections, kids. They should find shit like this. Um, they uh, they start living there and they start hearing a lot of noise up in the attic. And they're like, "What the hell is going on? You know what what is that noise?" Um, they go up there, they check, they don't see anybody in the attic, they don't see anything in the attic, and it's relatively quiet every time they check. Uh, turns out they had somebody come in. They then they start seeing the goo coming down the walls, and then they're freaking out. They're hearing these noises and goos coming down but only in this area of the house. So, they have somebody come out take a look at it. They test the substance to see what the hell it is. It is, any guess? Honey. Honey. Yes. They had approximately 20 to 30,000 bees.
3: Oh god.
2: Living uh... between floors. So, that's why they didn't see anything in the attic because there was floorboards in the attic. And they were between the floorboard and the ceiling of the floor below it. And they had made a ginormous hive in there. Probably it's been going on for...
3: This will give me nightmares tonight. Decades. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that grosses me out. Um, And you're right about the home inspection. Yeah. But because they are bees, are they protected? And did they have to get like a bee... Person, there's another word for it. <laughs> Not a bee person. Yeah. But did they come and get the hives and move them?
2: Yeah, they had. Uh, they had systems or people come in that uh, collect the bees and all that, and uh, they got the bees out of there. So in a safe uh way where they didn't kill the bees, uh, and, and that's an intri- That's a thing. I mean, now I mean, there's a lot of people like who are seeking out bees, uh, for yeah. hive, and that's okay,
3: cool. they're getting endangered yeah. and. I watched one of those home improvement shows. I think it was called Hometown. Yeah. And it's pretty good. I like that couple. <laughs>
2: I got a story but for you on that. Go ahead.
3: They, um, they reno- renovated a house, and there was bees. In, or excuse me, bats in the attic. Mm-hmm. And because bats are protected, they couldn't just kill them. And there was, I can't remember how many. There was hundreds, it seems like. God. So they had to get somebody to capture the bees. The bats, And they didn't really show that process because they acted like there was hundreds of them up there. But when you saw it, it was only like four or five. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But so even if you have bats, you have to have someone professionally not kill them, but remove them. So you don't exterminate them. Yeah. So I think bees were like that, too.
2: Yeah, bees. I believe are. I think they're. They're. I think you have to. I don't know for sure, but I would. That's the right thing to do, <laughs> because they can go live peaceful lives and and do the benefit that they do to nature elsewhere. Um. And and they do certainly do good. But yeah, that's uh, that hometown show. That, and
3: the cost, yeah, because you'd have to tear out walls and shit yeah. to get them.
2: Well, there's so many things where there's a haunting going on, and there's a logical explanation for it, and this. Or people think it's a haunting and there's a logical explanation for it. And there's, there's a prime example of it, uh, right there. Now, Jen, uh, Jen watches that
3: June, taking over all your stuff. And yeah, on it.
2: exactly. Jen watches, uh, hometown, uh, religiously, uh, ever since like fixer upper, uh, uh, went off the air and, uh, we were actually, it was funny A year ago, two years ago, something like that, we went down to uh, Gulf Shores in Florida. And on the way down, we we drove it, and we stopped in Laurel, Mississippi, which is where they are and where they filmed the show. And uh, it was funny, uh, as we were driving through their downtown, it's just, you get to these small, you know, a small town or something, and if there's a a show there, you know, your odds of running into the people who star in the show are not great. Um, And... Uh, guess who's like trying to park in front of me, and then they get out, and then they, and then they like wave at me to like you know can you hang on a second we want to get our baby stroller out of our car and cross the street I'm like yeah sure I'm like um there's the people <laughs> they were right yeah and then we went to their shop and checked it out um and, and and here's the funny part uh two days uh actually it was more like a week later uh on our way back from uh, Gulf Shores we stopped in. Um, where's the University of Mississippi? Um I'm I'm that so, one town. Uh that one town. It's not Laurel. I have no idea. Um I think it's Oxford, uh uh, Mississippi. Pretty sure it was Oxford. I could be wrong, but um, they got a great little downtown there and shopping and all that sort of stuff. And we were just driving back, it was kind of our halfway point, point. and we said, Okay, let's, you know, let's stop here for the night and we'll we can walk around the downtown. And who do we run into? Uh, downtown like two hours from their house too they're just like out for a weekend uh, with their, their kid pushing the stroller it's the people from hometown again <laughs> nah. and I'm like is this like am I like supposed to go and talk to them or something this is kind of a weird coincidence and I'm running into them a week later in a completely different city and it's like hi I do podcasts I used to have a show on travel channel <laughs> maybe we can talk <laughs> I'm not. You
3: know. I just walk up and say yeah. something stupid. Like I really like your show. Like yeah. I've never heard that before. Well,
2: that that's the thing. Then they started getting. They it was like their first season had just ended, so they weren't super popular yet. But um, they were getting noticed enough where it was getting uncomfortable for them. I could tell, and they just ended up trying to get into their car with their baby in the stroller, and I felt bad for them. I never said boo to them, but I did pass them on the sidewalk and just said hey, and that was it. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they seem like a nice couple. But it, it's it's you know you can't leave your house now <laughs> to, to go and and do little things like that that you love. And I think I would really miss that if people started recognizing me uh, at that level. But I'm okay. I'm cool with the like once a year at Target where somebody says, "Hey, I know you." <laughs> I'm like, great. Hopefully, it's for a good reason. <laughs> and, right. And it's usually like, money. yeah, it, the last one was target here in town. And, uh, someone came up and they, they're local here and they, uh, it was weird. We were in the patio section. They're like, are you Tony and Jenny Bursky? Yes, we are. Like, you love your money? I listen to you every day. Oh, cool. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's cool. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's not anywhere near the level of folks like that from uh, like I hometown. I get super
3: excited in my town when my dog gets recognized.
2: Oh, you get recognized every damn place you go.
3: Well, but my dog, yeah. that's what excites me. It, <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah. Like, I'll be walking and somebody will go, buddy?
0: <laughs>
2: sure
3: he's super recognizable yeah. looking, cause he's red and got a super white face and kind of looks like a possum, yeah, like a really fat, oversized possum. But <laughs> although he's red, but but I always get the biggest kick out of it when people don't say hi to me. They know you like, by
2: the dog. <laughs> well, they're like, that looks like it could be Carol, you know? But, no, it's more like but, Buddy. But the dog is there, so, so that that I like confirms so it's you.
3: Because somebody messaged me last night and said. Because Buddy's 14 years and seven months. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want this to sound weird, but I really want to meet Buddy. <laughs> because she knows, like, the time's getting limited. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. And I'm like, we can make it happen.
2: <laughs> it's like a make-a-wish to, right? meet, to meet your dog. Yeah. <laughs>
3: He won't like you, but that's fine. Yeah,
2: he, he's it. going to think you're a threat. Um, but my this, dog
3: doesn't like anybody. Yeah,
2: <laughs> this will be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Uh, well, people, they they see you and the dog and they know it's you. I think our friend uh, Ross, uh, who works over at the TV station there in Wichita, I think kind of had that going on with with his dog, Millie, for a while. uh, Because he put his uh, his dog on television when he did the weather forever. And then he'd take the dog out and people would, I think, recognize the two of them by the dog. And yeah, (laughs) this is kind of funny. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a caller. Hi.
4: Uh, this is Summer in Buffalo. I was giving you a call because I had something interesting happen to me last night um, and I wanted to let you guys know. Um, my, uh, For those that don't know, I live in a 200-year-old farmhouse um, near Buffalo, New York and uh, I've had some interesting things happen there. Um, this one I is definitely the most Um, visually active that I've ever seen as far as anything strange occurring. Um, I was sitting in my living room uh, about 11 o'clock at night and um, all the lights were off except for the TV. I was finishing up about to go to bed and from my window you can see the neighbor's driveway and their two cars are facing me so they turn in and they face me um, just happens to be from that window and i look over and there's a uh, i see the back of a gentleman kind of hunched over walking between the cars and i realize um the guy has no feet and i don't think he had a head but then he just when i had that thought and i realized that then he just disappeared um the area is well lit my my neighbor has a light that shines on there so it's illuminated it looked it looked for the say for the missing head and the feet it looked like a person walking away and he had like this dark blue um kind of work shirt on with dark blue jeans and um and when you see stuff like that you don't it's, it's kind of funny because I feel like your brain doesn't understand what's going on, so it just kind of has this war with itself. And I, you know, it's kind of what I did. I'm like, did I just see what I think I just saw? <laughs> and um, and that's kind of what I was going through. But that's not the oddest part of this story. Um, a few days prior to that, uh, I was my my dad's been passed since like 1998 is when he passed. So it's been a long time and I was really missing him. And I said, dad, I hope, you know, I hope you're okay. I really miss you. I just, I really, really want to see you if you can visit or, you know, do something. And I was just kind of talking to the air and the strange part about that i walk between the cars is that my father he was an auto mechanic for about 50 years. So his go-to outfit of choice was a dark blue work shirt and dark blue jeans. So it's odd that I couldn't see feet or a head. And I mean, I don't, you know, Jenny always says she doesn't believe in coincidences and I get that, but I I just, the correlation was a little, little, convenience. convenient. <laughs> anyway, um, I just wanted to call that one in. It's definitely the most recent interesting thing. Um, in, in other news, in the old barn, I've started what I call a kind of an archaeological dig because we're clearing out the barn area so we can put in a patio because the walls of the barn are still there. So the stone walls and it's really beautiful and it's really old and we want to make you know keep as much of the history as possible but um, I've been sifting through and I found a lot of old things Um, we found a cap to Pontiac chieftain from 1953 Um, it was a wheel cap we found an old iron cast iron pot with a broken wooden handle and uh, just a, a really old bottles and things like that. And it's it's definitely been interesting um, and fun. But uh, I don't know if I'm stirring stuff up or what's going on. But I just wanted to call in that story and give you a little update on our house. Anyway, have a good day, guys. Bye.
2: Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thoughts?
3: You know... I have a lot of respect for someone who can live in a house that's that old. Mm-hmm. There is no way I could do that, and I do kind of think there's something to stirring some stuff up when you start messing with the original building, yeah, or renovating things. I do think that. Sure. Um, I like. I don't know if I saw. I not She said a man, but if it, there's no. Head or no legs, that, that would be like the breaking point for me. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if you could really definitively say for sure. I mean, coincidence, maybe. But could you have just seen a headless, <laughs> legless goat? Yeah. I don't know. That's just, that would freak the shit out of me.
2: I, uh, I I don't think I could walk away from that just being like I'm good, you know, and just yeah, all right? calm. It's just that's not. Uh, there's just I couldn't. <laughs> oh, just, no, just, no, I could not walk away from and, that. And
3: that's why I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think if I was to have some sort of paranormal connection, and I have, I do think I kind of have had with my dad, but it wasn't scary sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know. But seeing somebody without head or without legs, I don't know, I think I couldn't get past the fact that I saw that. Sure. It's kind of like going back to the trailer guy, you know, like, hey, I'm waving at you as you walk by to fix that thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that just sticks with you forever. I believe that that earlier guy he doesn't live there. Mm-hmm. That's why I mean respect for people who can. Mm-hmm. I just I get too scared.
2: Yeah. I I, uh, I would too. I couldn't uh, I couldn't do it. Thank you for uh,
3: you know, the, Let me add this. Yeah. yeah. She sounds so calm and normal just like, "Hey, another ghost story." And like. <laughs> I don't think I can be that
2: person. Summer has called into the show several times with a lot of ghost I stories. I like so.
3: her. Yeah. I would yeah. like to meet her. She's so cool and yeah. calm.
2: I think it's one of those things where, you know, once you kind of have so many experiences, it's like, yep, here's another one, you know? <laughs> But and
3: listen like this dude
1: walking by oh,
2: Exactly Thank you for sharing that uh, that story with us The number is 855-853-4802 At Real Ghost Stories Online To share your real ghost stories with us And that's going to wrap up today's episode Of Real Ghost Stories Online If you like the show, keep us on the air Become an extra podcast person EPP is what we call them Go to ghostpodcast.com Or patreon.com slash real ghost stories Until next time For Carol and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online Thanks for listening
1: That's right, chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by plus website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.